This is the morning sports desk for Friday, September 29th. Corey, once again, we are doing an activities director check around state of the union, whatever proper term you want to put on it. This week, we are talking with Dave Mills. He's the activities director over at Bertha Hewitt. He joins the morning sports desk. Hey, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff going on at Bertha Hewitt right now, and let's first talk cross-country. They've had a pretty busy week. Last week, they were down in the Twin Cities, and then turn around on Tuesday, they were hosting a cross-country meet of their own. What's it been like for the cross-country team this season? Well, it's uh, been good. Um, you know, business as usual for the boys team. Um, as you guys know, a lot of success recently. Back-to-back conference titles. We're looking for a third one this year. Um, also, you know, last year finishing second at section seventh overall in state. Um, and we return a lot of our kids. We only lost one senior from that group. So, um, we're a senior led team right now. They're doing really, really well. Um, you know, we got, um, there's Preston Miller. Um, we have Zane Guterjohn who's running extremely well. He's really taken a leap this year. Um, challenging our top runner, Brady Rock, uh, sophomore, uh, Brady Rock who finished eighth in state last year. And, um, Kobe Hinsman is another senior that's joined the team and uh, made a, making an immediate impact and scoring for us. And then some kid named uh, Zach Baumgartner. I don't know if you know him too well, CJ. Uh, no, no, not too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, he just needs to run a little quicker, a you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, boys having a ton of success, and you know, we're really looking for another um, trip to the state meet, hopefully, for them. Um, on the girls' side... Um, been a fun year to watch the girls run uh last year you know we had some uh, good girl runners uh led by kendra miller um she's a freshman this year already been to the state meet twice um in her junior high year so a lot of individual success there but we got enough girls now in the program where we're putting together team scores um so that's really fun to see them compete as a team and and get their uh you know the birthday he would name up there on the girl side for scoring for the team so um yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season and hopefully finish strong down the stretch. And Cross Country is a program that's uh, pretty new to Bertha Hewitt. It came in 2020 uh, kind of to help get kids into another sport with COVID and, and, and now just seeing that program to where it's at right now. Uh, how fun has that been to watch that program just take off and, for lack of a better term, just go off and running? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, unreal. Um, my first year on the job, um, you know, I really noticed that and, you know, obviously I discussed this with other staff members and stuff. It wasn't all me. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there was a group of kids that just didn't really do much in the fall um, because football or volleyball wasn't their thing. And so we said, hey, let's get cross-country going. And it's just unbelievable, you know, in a short span of time, four or five years, the level of success that they've seen. So um created a lot of uh, opportunities for some individuals. We got kids um, – now who are running um, cross-country in college um, that, you know, never probably would have had an opportunity doing anything else uh, athletically in college. So really cool to see that happening at our school. Dave, we're going to switch gears to the volleyball program now. A nice week for Bears Volleyball, 2-0 and after wins over Uppsala and Monaga. What's the update? It's hard to believe we're down to maybe like a handful of dates left for that uh, volleyball regular season. Yeah, pretty crazy. It seems like yesterday that we were just getting rolling with everything. But, yeah, it's um, uh, been a good year for our girls. Um, I believe after the win last night, which was an exciting one, they dropped the first two 
steps to Monaga and then came back to win the last three uh, to win it in five. So that's a great win, a resilient win for our girls. Um, I think that puts them at seven and seven on the year. So a solid season for them. Um, you know, I, I do feel like we might be a little bit better than our record indicates. We're a senior-led team, got a lot of seniors on the floor. Um, and we've, we've played, uh, I think, really well against some good teams. I mean, Browerville uh, is playing really well right now. We took a game from them earlier in the season. Um, I know we had a strong showing in a tournament against Poston, who I think was ranked 10th in the state at the time, took a game from them. So, you know, I think this team is really capable of um, – you know, going toe to toe with some better teams, we just got to get over that hump and take more than one game from them. So, and um, it looks like uh, a hosting a volleyball tournament this weekend. Is that correct? Yep, that's our annual Bertha Hewitt invite. We, um, you know, typically do it depending on when the calendar falls. It's usually the last Saturday in September, sometimes the first uh, Saturday in October. But um, yeah, we got um, you know seven different teams coming. It's an eight-team tournament, and um, it's always. Uh, I feel like a pretty fun tournament, um, pretty good one. Um, we got some teams in the area like Parker's Prairie and Pillager that will come. Uh, but then we got schools like Blake School from the cities are coming and Murray County Central from about two and a half hours south of us coming our way. So uh, looking forward to a good day of volleyball tomorrow. And let's uh, shift gears here again. Let's talk a little football. Uh, halfway through the season, Bertha Hewitt 2-2 two and two on the year and looking to try and keep that momentum going in the second half. What can you say about this year's football squad? Well, you know, I'm just going to look back to last year, and it was a tough year, 0-8. Um, you know, record-wise, probably the worst um, year that we've had on record at Bertha Hewitt. But I'll tell you what, I absolutely love the kids in our program and the attitude of our coaches. Um, obviously, a down year last year, but they really rallied in the offseason. Um, they set goals for themselves and how they're going to improve and get better, and they really followed through with that. And, you know, right now their their goal as a team is to finish 500 or better, which I think they're on pace for right here. Um, and, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, – I'm sorry, not tomorrow, today. Tonight we travel to Ogilvy, and that's going to be a really tough challenge. They're a solid team. Um, so we'll see how we perform against them. But, you know, down the stretch, we have a lot of winnable games. We've got a big rivalry with Verndale next week, Friday. And, um, you know, for the first time in a while, that game could go either way. Verndale's kind of, um, you know, taking care of business against us um, the last 10 or so years. But I really think we've leveled the playing field with them a little bit and have a chance to take it from them. And, you know, uh, some improvements that have been made to the football field. Uh, I'm biased because I'm a Bertha Hewitt alum, so I think the facilities there <laughs> are pretty good. Uh, but you guys added yeah. some play clocks uh, now to the uh, to the uh, facility uh, on both ends of the field. Talk about how you guys were able to grab those. Yeah, that was uh, made possible with a donation from our sports boosters. Uh, amazing organization. I mean, they really help us out with stuff. Um, so, you know, Coach Holmberg and I, Every year after the season, we meet and say, okay, what's one thing we can do to improve our facilities? Um, and we've done that ever since he's taken over, and that was a big one. We thought, you know, we had played a couple games um, in years previous with a play clock and just thought it was always a really nice addition for those away games and, you know, decided, hey, that, that's our goal uh, for facility improvement and made it happen. And, it, uh, yeah, I think they look really nice, the official crews that come our way. Um, you know, they really appreciate that and, you know, the, and the officials control that from the field. So it's really a nice feature for them to, um, as far as that part of the game goes. So 
Dave, before we let you get out of here, is there anything else you want to mention uh, at Bertha Hewitt, either activities-wise or anywhere else around the school that's uh, you know happening this week, looking forward to next week? What do we need to know at, uh, about at Bertha Hewitt? Well, I already, think I already touched on a little bit. Big, it's going to be a tough matchup, but a good game for our kids down in Ogilvy uh, tonight for football. we got uh, the tournament coming up tomorrow, so um, I encourage our community to come out and support our girls' volleyball program. Um, you know, the the tournament itself is, you know, it's run as a fundraiser for our girls, so all proceeds go directly to the program. Um, Activities-wise, our fall school play is underway. Um, every morning I roll into work and walk by our 53 gym stage. They're, you know, working hard on their lines and practicing that fall play coming up here in about a, a month and a half. Um, so, you know, just we have a lot of great kids that are involved in sports and um, school plays and all that stuff, so it's fun to see. Um, them involved in multiple activities. We're talking with Dave Mills. He's the activities director at Bertha Hewitt. He joins us on the morning sports desk today. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us, and we appreciate the time. We look forward to talking with you later in the school year. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. All right, there goes Dave Mills. He's the activities director again at Bertha Hewitt. Corey, let's shift gears here. And hold on, hold on. I'm not ready to shift You're gears. not ready to shift gears? Were you a fall play guy? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, every every year? Or, every, or Yeah, I did it every year since I was in uh, seventh grade. I did it one time. Okay. And uh, the play we did was called Toga, Toga, Toga. <laughs> okay. It was like a PG version, basically, of Animal House. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, it's got to get, we're, we got to shut you guys down unless these sorts of things happen. Uh huh. And it was, uh, uh, did you have a particular, were you a one act guy also? I was not a one act guy. My brothers are one act guys, but I was not a one act did guy. Did you have a particular uh, uh, fall play experience that, that sticks out to you? Uh, yeah, actually, when I was a freshman, uh, we did the Music Man. And uh, that one, for whatever reason, I just thought was probably the most fun I had in doing a production. But yeah. I, I had fun in pretty much, I mean, every single one was a different kind of experience. But that was probably the the best experience I got out of Who that Who was one. the barbershop quartet? Uh, the school board quartet. Was it students or did you bring in some old guys no, to, it was to student. do some singing? No, it was students. It was, huh? The one part I remember, which was really fun, is we, uh, so... We get to do, we do two like performances and then we do a couple like, they're basically performances, but they're not like general public. It's like you do it for the students. Like you do one for the elementary, you do one for the high school. And there's this part in the, in the play where like, we're all supposed to go like run down from the stage, run onto the gym floor and just like run through the entire, uh, students that are watching. And uh, as we ran through the elementary, when we were all supposed to like hide in the back and wait for our moment to like charge the stage again, yeah. And because uh, we were looking for the the uh, the lead of the play, and he comes back on stage, and all the elementary kids just start yelling, "He's right there! He's right there!" <laughs> so that was actually that was really fun. We did not plan for that, and like we actually had to like take a second, and everybody on stage had to like wait for them to uh-huh. to finish doing that. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, now I'm ready to change gears if you want. That's cool. I love that story. I love uh, I love good fall play uh, fine arts stuff. Uh-huh. I was a fine arts guy myself, and um, uh, there's some camaraderie that's built in being in a play with someone that you can't really find in any. I played three sports, and you build camaraderie. It seems like in these in these fine arts situations, uh-huh. sometimes even a little more. It's certainly in a different way than you do by by just playing sports. 
Exactly. They're really cool, man. If you've never done a play, go do one. They're really fun. Speaking of dress rehearsals, the Twins uh, pretty much doing a dress rehearsal for the postseason. Uh, Sonny Gray finishes the season. Uh, He only pitched like three innings. That was kind of the plan. It was to give Kenta some innings out of the bullpen. It was to basically be like, Sonny's pitching next week. We're going to pitch him enough to get into a rhythm, but not enough to where we're going to, like, it's not overwork him here. Like, we don't need to. Yep. Uh, So... He finishes the season with a 2.87 ERA. That's second in baseball. It's really good. Really, really good. Pablo Lopez finishes uh, 234 strikeouts on the season. That's second in the American League. Really good. Really good. Pablo Lopez, your game one starter next week. Sonny Gray, your game two starter. Joe Ryan, game three if necessary. Uh, If the season ended today, Corey, the Twins would still play the Astros, uh, which isn't ideal because they have Justin Verlander. But there's a caveat. If Justin Verlander has to pitch because they're still clinging on to a playoff spot. If he has to pitch over the weekend to hold on to a playoff berth, theoretically he wouldn't be able to be used for game one. Sure. So that's the hope. The hope is that the Mariners and the Astros keep it close enough to where that Verlander has to pitch over the weekend. Like they have to use their top guys to hang on to that top spot. Right. Uh, So Vikings quickly – it's the Adam Thielen revenge game on Sunday. They go to Carolina <laughs> trying to get uh, the Vikings and the Panthers. Both are 0-3, so somebody's got to get that first win. Is it going to be the Vikings, or is Bryce Young going to come back from injury and dice up that defense? Well, that was my question. Do we know yet? Is it is it Young Bryce or Young is going to play. He is. So that's honestly better for the Vikings. That's better for the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Dalton has a chance to just be a professional and beat and beat the Vikings. Just make the throws he needs to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bryce Young could do Bryce Young things, I suppose, and the reason why you draft him as early as you did. But, uh, yeah, it's probably better. I don't know, man. I picked him to win, but that's not really um, a We've picked him to win of, three out of the first four games. It's not a praise of my favorite team. It's mostly an indictment on the team that they're playing. Did you see Justin Jefferson yesterday uh, during a press conference basically said, I'm sick and tired of you guys of hearing about trade requests? <laughs> whether that was for him, whether that's for Cousins. He's like, yeah. guys, it's week four. Chill. Yeah, I'm fu- yeah, cool. Justin Jefferson's been a professional about his contract situation, been a professional about this season. And uh, I think that's really taken for granted considering how weird wide receivers can be. I'm going to leave you with this. Staples Motley at Pine River Bacchus football tonight, 640 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff on AM 1430 and 98.5 FM. The fan, you've got a football game yourself. See you later. Over on the Superstation, K106, 105.9 FM, streaming live at WadenaRadio.com and worldwide, one word, on the Superstation K106 mobile app. Download it on the Google Play Store or off the App Store on your iPhone as well. 6.40 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines at the New York Mills Eagles. It's a Highway 10 rivalry and talking with head coach uh, Kyle Petermeyer before the game. He he feels excited. He feels like this is a fun rivalry that Mills and Wadena get and Wadena Deer Creek get to do and it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. We're going to talk with Coach Radnicky in the coming uh, hours here and get his thoughts on the game as well. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun tonight, so join me on the call. Twins are also out west. That game tonight is a 6.30 pregame, 7.10 first pitch. Twins at the Colorado Rockies, Coors Field, mile high, all the, the whole nine yards. It's a beautiful ballpark, but just the mile high elevation makes it very trippy. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, September 29th.